All right, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Bad Takes Dynasty Podcast. My name is Christian. Here with Chris. What's up? Here with Skyler. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, yeah. What's up, guys? Not much, buddy. Can't wait to talk. First, first, uh, first podcast. Sorry if it's rough, but we're uh, we're learning. We're excited to do it. Uh, yeah, Dynasty players podcast this is mostly for our league our specific league but uh we wanted to apply we talk dynasty all the time anyway so we figured might as well just hit the record button and see what happens so you guys excited yeah man i'm uh i'm incredibly excited uh to get a chance to just talk about some dynasty players tonight get a chance to talk about our rankings this is a 10 man ppr league hosted on my fantasy league uh we just expanded. So, you know, one of the big pushes behind us doing this was, yeah, A, we talk about fantasy all the time. So just why not record it and put it out there? But, you know, unique for us was uh, this is our 10-year anniversary. And, you know, we'd had up to 12 teams in the past. And we had been at eight teams for about the last four seasons. Yeah, three or four seasons. Right. And, you know, I think we kind of all had just kind of gotten to this point where we liked our eight man league. It's super flex uh, with some unique scoring. So like there were ways to keep it like a little bit spicy, even though there were just eight of us. Um, so expanding uh, gave us an opportunity to to shake things up a little bit. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, the I think the biggest thing um, was that, you know, we had fun talking about it and, you know, we weren't getting enough. And just doing Dynasty, playing Dynasty, um, we wanted to take it to the next step and, and, and do something pretty fun. So, And, I mean, another big goal was we just wanted more activity. Who doesn't want an active league, right? So hopefully just talking about it more, maybe get some people uh, chatting amongst themselves and get, get our, our league specifically more active. Plus, we wanted the, some of the new guys, uh, like Sky said, so we went from eight teams to ten teams. So we want some of the new guys to uh, kind of get caught up. So uh, with that, we're just going to kind of go through um, some of the big changes that we've done. So we, I mean, you got, you two started out at the beginning, right? 10 years ago, I think you just said. Yep. It was like you and Rin and I think Cameron are the only, I think it was Cameron, just you yep, four and... out, of, out of the people we have now. I think it was just you four plus, I mean, a ton of other camp people and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I think, so out of the original, uh, it started out as a 10-man league. Or was it a 12-man league that first year? Uh, anyway, summer of uh, 2011. And, I mean, it started a beautiful thing because we did it every year for three or four straight years before a bunch of us uh, moved on to new positions in different establishments. Uh, but we were able to add people like Christian and Billy, new people who would come on to work at the camp, uh, as well as just, like, slowly getting to mix people in just from outside that world to just fill out this league because we didn't want it to die. It was a great way to stay in touch. It was for sure a great exactly. way to stay in touch. Uh, you know, I, to just on a more personal note, 2020 in quarantine was, you know, really hard on lots of people. Uh, I think our our league uh, just was very blessed, uh, very fortunate uh, in the last year. But I, I mean, we would all be lying if we did, if we were saying that this hadn't been a fantastic outlet, right? You know, it like always has. I mean, give even take out 2020. It's we've we went down from. I mean, I think I've been in the league for six years now, and it's we went to eight people because it was the same eight people that had stuck around for forever. So 
the eight of us have been together for five at least five years now so uh I mean, yeah it's, and it's it goes beyond fantasy as well obviously like we were all in in most of each other's weddings and everything like that as well so definitely goes yeah, beyond, definitely. beyond fantasy but but we love fantasy and we love uh beating the crap out of each other with fantasy football players so exactly amen man uh, i mean we can't we can't wait to bring our bad takes to the world that's why we're here <laughs> bad take boys let's go amen all right so uh we're just gonna kind of roll through stuff we don't really know how long this is gonna be um but we have have a couple things we just want to bring up so uh with adding two new players two new managers to a dynasty football league uh none of us had done it before so we had to get a little creative uh we figured the best way to do it was to kind of turn it into a keeper league uh for for this off season almost so we all kind of slimmed rosters down to 10 players each so the eight of us kept 10 players um and then from there the two new guys drafted their full rosters from what was essentially the the big waiver pool um and then once they had their rosters and the rest of us drafted the the leftovers to fill out our rosters so uh we're going to kind of go through each each decision that was made for each fantasy manager um talk about who they kept why we think they kept them if it was smart if it was dumb uh some of these moves were definitely some, dumb some of these moves were uh, a little smart so talk about it and then kind of go through uh why and who they drafted as well and kind of see where they where they started and 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 how they got to where they're at so does that sound good yeah let's do it man uh that sounds good so christian's team uh man you gotta change your name his name currently is too darn old for this shit i know a lot of us have to change our names uh and he's the current league champion uh yeah so some of christian's top dynasty players for me uh you know he kept uh, guys like Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Devonte Adams, Darren Waller uh, were just like four of like I thought his his premier assets. Um, I gave him a B minus, uh, primarily just because I don't love his depth at quarterback. Uh, he had guys like Tannehill, Carr, uh, viable starters, uh, you know, like top ten ish, twelve ish guy in Tannehill, a top eighteen ish guy maybe in Carr. I just think it's not sexy. Uh, obviously, won him a championship this year. Um, and, obviously, you know, we only got to keep ten. <laughs> uh, we only got to keep ten guys. Uh, and you know, looking back on it, he kept Chris Carson and dropped Robert Woods, and that's probably just a decision in a PPR league uh, that I would flip. You know, Woods probably just has four more years in his career. Uh, so. I could, you know, I one way or the other, you know, Carson could score 240, 250 points next year, be healthy, play 14 games. It could look great. You know, I just think I'd rather own Woods for the next five to seven years. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying there. Uh, we differ a little bit on grade here. I did give him an A minus, but I'm also uh, uh, <laughs> studying to be a teacher, so I can't give too too many harsh grades out. Um, I did pick some of his best players as Adams, Cook, Waller. Um, you can't leave Mike Evans off that list because, you know, a thousand yard receiving every, every year. <laughs> and he put me in the grave in the championship game, uh, scoring 40, I think, too, as well with uh, Adams. Um, you know, some of the highlights of this team, uh, 
were that he had number one guys or number two guys at his position. Adams being that receiver, Cook being that running back, Waller, you know, if it was, I mean, Kelsey blows everybody else out the water, but Waller, you know, was, you know, 40 points behind and, and it helps having a, a the second best tight end in the league and it's meaningful as opposed to playing that tight end roulette every, every week besides those two guys, maybe three, you know, as for Carson, I, I just don't like Woods, honestly. I, I think he's going to get phased out of the offense this next year. Um, and it looks a little more with just because there's too many mouths to feed. And personally, I, I, I like Carson. If if Carson resigns, I, I, I'm not sure if his contract, what his contract situation is. I think this was his last year, but, you know, I think he resigns. You guys, you guys know anything about that? I don't think Carson's a free agent. Yeah, the other big news was that Seattle just fired their OC for letting Russ cook. So you got to see it. You know, they need to run the ball, and and that's what the the, the approach they're going to take. And if Carson's that back there, uh, I would prefer to have a starting back as opposed to a PPR guy that I can, you know, find in in a rookie receiver or another number two somewhere else. What's uh? Do you find Carson's contract, Sky? Carson was drafted in the seventh round of 2017. I think that's a four year contract. Yeah. Uh, so he will be a free agent in 2022. Yeah. So that sounds even better uh, saying this is his contract year. I'm pretty, right. I'm, I think I'm pretty sure he's a free agent this year. Uh, I looked this it up year? earlier. Yeah. This coming year, 2021. Uh, well, oh, we're in 2021. It, it says Carson uh, free agency. Yeah. Cause he signed an extension in 2017. Right, so we're novices uh, to this. Like, so I'm like, when I look at 21, I'm not sure if that means he's signed through this season or if he was signed uh, through next season. Uh, I guess 21 makes sense. It probably ends this year. Then his contract lapsed. I mean, he's not going to be expensive. If Seattle yeah, wants exactly. Carson back, they're going to be able to get him back. The other two guys haven't looked great. So uh, it's Carson's backfield if 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 the money's right. I I feel personally. So uh, I kind of get a chance to almost defend myself here, which is kind of nice. Uh, so I kind of split the difference. I gave myself a B plus. Um, my goals were kind of, I mean, Chris already touched on it, getting those top guys at each position, uh, obviously besides quarterback. And that was my struggle uh, going into the season. I kind of had the mentality of, hey, there's going to be a, there's going to be so many top performances that are not by the top quarterback. So I, I had a plethora. I had like five or six quarterbacks that I just played roulette with the entire season. So uh, obviously Tannehill was the best of the bunch that I had. So I kind of had to keep him. Uh, Cook, Adams, Mike Evans, Darren Waller, obviously I had to keep those guys. Uh, I I definitely struggled with the, the what you'd probably call them the lower tier guys, like the Carson, the Eckler, the... Uh, the Robert Woods. Um, Woods is my boy, but I was so scared with this dispersal draft that I wasn't going to get viable running backs. And I was like, I have to keep three running backs. So that's where my head was at during it. Um, after seeing the dispersal, I mean, it, it, there were definitely some other options, but uh, I feel, I feel good. I, I kind of have the same mentality you have Chris about Woods. Like there's a lot of mouse feet. I was actually looking at a trade for Cooper Cup today because of that reason. I was like, there's Woods is getting up, but Cup is still like a year or two behind. I think he's a year or two younger than than Woods. 
and he's still that like PPR guy. So yeah, that's that's where my head was at. So and Acres gonna start catching mm-hmm. balls too. So um, yeah, no, I did touch on on some of your quarterbacks. You know, like I think Skyler said off the hand a, a little while ago, Cousins is having you know a career year in fantasy at least that that kind of played over to fantasy maybe it's because they were down a bunch of games and he had to throw but for some reason that tandem between cook and and cousins i mean as when you look at the points it it, it lined up pretty good um and helped you get to the championship i I believe cool want to move on to the next one yeah for sure uh so the next team i did uh obi-wan mahomey uh, so this is Squid, who we were talking about earlier. He was our league champion in 2019. Last year, yeah. Uh, so some of his, yeah, some of his top dynasty players: Patrick Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, uh, George Kittle, Kamara, Alvin Kamara, yeah, Kamara, not Kamara. Sorry, uh, George Kittle, Russell Wilson. Uh, he would. I mean, it, you know, Squid was in a tough spot. Uh, he really had sold hard. Uh, you know, each of the churned and sold really hard on his roster the last three years uh, to try and win championships. And he, I mean, he's been in three of the four uh, championships, championship games since uh, we switched over to a dynasty league. So, uh, you know, this year, unfortunately, uh, in the middle of the season, he traded for Russell Wilson and, uh, hoping that uh the beginning of russell's slump was just a blip uh and that he would be able to ride wilson and uh mahomes to another championship Uh, and wilson kind of obviously fell flat second half of the season second year in a row he's done that that's really something we uh can talk about some other time uh this offseason just as we talk about seattle and what their offense is going to look like next year um but yeah so i mean his his roster is really really top heavy, but he struggled with some of his depth. He he had Odell Beckham Jr., uh, who obviously tore his ACL last year. Um, I probably would have dropped Odell Beckham and kept Curtis Samuel. Wow. Uh, Curtis Samuel is four years younger than Odell Beckham. Uh, I didn't know that. Well, wow. I'd say this is the first year he's looked de- decent. So. A hundred percent. I I get it, but I just Beckham's twenty nine this November. Uh, biggest names in fantasy, despite lackluster production for the last three season uh, seasons. Obviously, this guy started his career like rocket ship. I I, I was way off Odell Beckham. Uh, hamstring injuries early. I was like, this guy's always going to have soft tissue stuff. First three years of his career, guy makes me look like an idiot. Uh, you know the last the last few seasons have not been that same quality play. I, I don't get me wrong, a thousand yards, five touchdowns, you're not complaining, but yeah. that's not what you think you're getting when you click Odell Beckham's name into your lineup on Sundays. Uh and coming off the ACL. But when you got Baker throwing you the ball. Yeah, but I, explain to me why the Browns are now better. Two years in a row, Beckham gets her Browns are better. I mean, I'm not, I, the writing's not on the wall. Like Beckham could come come back and be great. I think I would just I would have bet on the younger guy. Uh, overall, I give Squid's team grade a B. Uh, and he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna obviously have a chance. I mean, he this guy he he could sell sand in, des- in a desert. And he's proven I mean, that too. He's gonna churn this roster over. 
yeah, I mean, he's going to he's going to turn this roster over and be competitive next year. Period. Yeah, I got a little different grade. I got, I mean, like I said, I'm a teacher. I'm a future teacher, future educator. Can't be giving these guys bad grades. A minus for uh, for Obi-Wan. Um, you know, I really highlighted his backfield. Um, he's got Kamara, Kamara, Kamehameha, Kame, 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 Kame. <laughs> uh, James Robinson. <laughs> um, the other highlight I did put is Acres. Uh, we're looking for Acres to, I mean, I think you even said it. You, you know, if Acres gets the opportunity, he's going to be something like 80 to 90% of what Todd Gurley in this prime. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say ceiling. Like if Acres gave us a ceiling year, uh, and it was like eighty percent of a of of Gurley's best year, that that wouldn't completely shock me. Eighty? No. Um, no, I also put in you know obviously as the best dynasty quarterback, the five hundred dollar the five hundred million dollar man, Patrick Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, this team I it's hard to rank it below anything in A when you have you know top every you know top guy at, at most of the positions that you have on your team so yeah i was still in the middle of you guys again uh best arguably the best if not one of the best uh quarterbacks Mahomes and wilson and then i mean his freaking running backs dude i mean alvin Kamara, we touched on it even so i kind of put ceh and james robinson and cam Akers like kind of like a tier below but I mean, they they could literally end up being the one, two, three next year. Um, I mean, they just have all the potential in the world. Robinson has proved it, like on a bad team. Uh, and I mean, Ceh has opportunity, and so does Cam Akers. So uh, I I really have not much to to add than what than what you guys already said. So uh, we can move on to Cameron's team, and I'll start it off. I gave Cameron a B minus. Uh, dude made one trade, his, his per usual one trade a year. Hey. Um, it was, it was a good one though. That helped his team, uh, gave up Dak, injured Dak for, uh, for, I think it was just Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Is that right, Sky? That was your trade? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, middle of the season. Uh, I mean, he has, he had a fan. He probably had the best rookie draft last year out of any of us. Um, he made. I think one or two trades during the summit that gate gave him a couple more picks. Um, so we had all, all the young receivers, Judy and CD lamb and, and uh, did he have, Oh, not regular. He had a, yeah. Rugs. Um, he also got Justin Herbert. So, I mean, he, he has the, the young potential team. Um, he stuck with his guns, kept Christian McCaffrey. Um, but even just with Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb, I mean, I feel like, if Chubb is living up to his his Browns hype and just the production he he's done if without his injury this year, I mean, those two could take him very far. So um, yeah, he I I give Cam a B minus. I mean, he just if he made some smart moves this year, I'd he could easily be the champion next year, easily in my opinion. So. I mean, whoa, hit the, hit the brakes. The guy doesn't even have a second quarterback. Like, is he starting Bisky? We're starting I, the Biscuit I, next year? I went to, to win a championship? I went to the championship without any quarterbacks. I think Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey alone can get him up there. This is the best. I mean, listen, weekend. fellas, you're going to hear it for the first time here. COVID year. <laughs> 
You know, I, I was surprised that he only kept one quarterback, that's for sure. And I don't think he kept the tight end either, right? No, he kept all his young guys. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so so branching off of uh, Christian's analysis, uh, you know, I, Cameron, his team name, Ball of Yarn. So this is the guy that didn't win the league for two years. Uh, this year, barely made the playoffs uh, with guys like Herbert, uh, Nick Chubb, CeeDee Lamb, Jared Cook, you know, so so this is the first year in I think five or six seasons that he made the playoffs. His top dynasty players, in my opinion, Herbert, Chubb, CMC, and Lamb. Uh, it's a bad thing when I look at who you dropped uh, and say, oh yeah, you did all the right things. That means you didn't have to make any hard, hard decisions, in my opinion, right? So I, I don't have one player that he dropped that I was like, oh man, that was a bad call, right? Um, but I would have not dropped Matt Ryan for Kareem Hunt. Uh, I think Cameron maybe saw some value in locking up the handcuffs going into uh, next season. And I just think from a pure value standpoint, Matt Ryan is going to score more fantasy points next year than Kareem Hunt. And I mean, could you trade a 2022 second for Kareem Hunt? Not for Cameron. I mean, even offloading Matt Ryan. Yeah, potentially. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think Cameron, I mean, he has the number six overall pick uh, in the upcoming rookie draft. Um, and I mean, two to three seasons ago, this guy had nothing on his team. I mean, it was just, it was barren. So exciting to see him have some guys like Herbert, yeah. Cam, Judy, some youngsters Excellent. coming up uh, that he's excited for. Yeah. I think that Chubb trade really, really, I mean, I know he gave up a lot of value but he got a lot of value in return. Um, you know, I kind of see Chubb as a as a guy that's that's going to be Cook-esque next year, personally. You know, you got Stefanski committed to the run. Baker's not a very good quarterback. <laughs> um, and, I mean, Baker... Damn, already shit-talking Baker, huh? I love Baker. I, he's going to listen. He's going to listen to him. I think he's great. I mean, he's not... He's a good quarterback, maybe. I don't know. I got to look at the stats. But... He's for fantasy purposes. I, I don't. I don't put him in the top. So you know, I think uh, Stefanski ran that offense. You know, uh, two years ago, uh, Cook established himself as the workhorse when he was finally healthy, and I think you're gonna have a lot of that the same this year with Chubb. Um, as far as grading goes, though, I gave uh, Cameron a B. You know, he does have some. Uh, some neg- negligence that uh, he puts on his team, I think, or maybe he's just is so busy that you know he he uh, he's afraid to make moves because probably a little bit of both. Yeah, and sometimes I think uh, it comes through a history of being taken advantage of in trades that causes like managers to kind of <laughs> make not take good trades sometimes because they've been hurt in the past. Oh, that's a hundred percent. We've all done that. Let's be honest. No, amen. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I'm sure at some point when we have less things to talk about, we'll get into things like this. But, you know, nothing can ruin the culture of your league more quickly than just like one guy or two guys getting over on everybody else uh, for their own benefit. You know, I, I mean, I think like the fact that we were like a less serious league when some of that stuff was happening. uh has allowed us to kind of have what we have now. 
But I mean, if stuff like that were still happening now, I mean, imagine like, why would you even play? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Chris, you mentioned something earlier and I just kind of want to go back to it. So you said you are kind of, you see the, you can tell yourself the story of how Nick Chubb becomes Dalvin cook. Uh, I mean, what is your, I mean, just roughly. So, I mean, I can, I'll spout them off for you just so you know, he missed uh, four games this year with the MCL sprain. Uh, he, so he played 12 games with 190 carries and 18 targets. That's one and a half targets a game. Uh, so if he plays, uh, four more games, he's up to 24 whole targets on the year. I think Dalvin cook this year. I mean, I think Dalvin cook, his receiving was actually down this year. Um, and the statistics are going to just say, I mean, that's, that's a huge jump to get Nick Chubb. To Dalvin Cook level, I mean, you're in a PPR league. Uh, you're just talking about a mat. I mean, a massive amount. Of I catch. would actually yeah, probably I, right. I would probably uh, equate Nick Chubb's ceiling to more of a Derrick Henry type of like a pure runner, like that that kind of uh, ceiling rather than Dalvin Cook. But I understand what you what you were saying. No, well, let's look at the numbers real quick. Obviously, he when you say that, it's it's hard because he's the top you know, two back the last two years. But let, let's just look at numbers. In our format, league scoring format, Nick Chubb is averaging 18 points a game. That's third most for for running back. Um, when you go look at it again, uh, as far as where he finished on the year, he finished top 11, like top 12 with missing four games. You know, and, and if, if Kareem Hunt digre- like regresses in his role, I could see Nick Chubb getting those third down backs that that role he can catch the ball it just it just doesn't go to him for some reason even with uh and i guess at the same time odell was out but i just think that's that's uh that's what's coming next year he's he's gonna be cooking so what you're saying is go trade for uh nick chubb right all right that's what i'm saying yeah you're saying yeah i mean that's i mean you're pushing your chips in i mean so so i mean that's a great that's a great uh great point so uh what it, what I mean? What gets you Nick Chubb? James Robinson for Nick Chubb? You doing that deal? I'd rather have yeah, Chubb, I, but I have a different kind of mentality. I, I have more of a. I mean, my team's more of a win now type of team, so I would take the Nick Chubb. But I wouldn't suggest that. For, yeah, but I mean, with running backs, does it does it really matter? I think it does. I think you you still have a a year. Like a year counts more for a running back than it does for a receiver. So the, I mean, I guess my next question would be like, it, did the season James Robin just Robinson just have? I think that might be better than any season Nick Chubb's ever had. Oh yeah, but I'd still take the the Browns over the Jaguars. I mean, it's a game of risk. I still think James Robinson has more risk than Nick Chubb. Uh, James Robinson wasn't averaging yeah, eighteen points a game though. Well, I mean, yeah, it's easy to average eighteen points a game when you don't have to play sixteen <laughs> games. <laughs> If you put those, if you put four zeros in there, because he got zero points those four weeks when Cameron couldn't start him, uh, that eighteen point five average drops down pretty significantly, right? I mean, and and like, and everybody's heard this before, right? But I mean, what's the number one part of ability availability, right? Nick Chubb can be the best running back in the world, but if he's only playing twelve games a season, Dalvin Cook. I mean, it's great that he's scoring. I mean, right? I mean, yeah, but Dalvin's been. 
healthy. No, he's still, he was still. I mean, I mean, really, games. like what? Fourteen games each of the last two years. Yeah. Wait, do we? I mean, we might have to scrap this. <laughs> I clicked the wrong button. He's averaging nineteen points, but Rant Robinson is averaging point two more than him. That that's embarrassing <laughs> for you. You we're not scrapping that. That's just embarrassing. Scrap it. For you. Scrap it. Right. I, he was in the top um, eight. No, I, I, I'm just trying it's to... close. It's close though. Dalvin Cook was like six more points. There. Right. So we're just yeah. So I mean, if we're just talking uh, like value, like I, I agree, Nick Chubb is probably a screaming buy. But like, if he's expensive, is he probably just more the of a dynasty hole? move would be to take Robinson? Yeah, because he's younger. You're just trading. I mean, you're trading essentially the same level of talent for years. But I mean, we could talk. I mean, we'll, we we yeah. I mean, we could go down this rabbit trail forever. I personally, I'd rather have Chubb over over Cook right now. I get it. I get it for sure. All right, guys, that's gonna wrap it up for tonight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, and just giving us a listen on this our intro podcast. Excited to have you guys join us for the future. I am Skyler saying goodbye for Christian and Chris. Have a great night and talk to you soon. Night, everybody.